Hello and welcome back to Teacher Podcast about teaching and learning in South Australia. I'm Dale Atkinson from South Australia's Department for Education. It's been a little while as we've had a little kind of COVID-related hiatus, which has prevented us from getting out to school. So we've slightly recalibrated the format. Uh, We're talking to a few people from within the department um, about some things that are hopefully important to you and useful to you. Today I'm in conversation with Claire Wood, who is the department's manager of literacy and numeracy practice, and we're talking about phonics. Now, the reason we're talking about phonics is since 2018, we introduced a phonics screening check in South Australia at year one level, and we've done about 13 to 14,000 students per year for each of those last few years, and um, the results have been pleasingly heading in the right direction, which, Claire, you could probably take uh, some credit and comfort in those results, Uh, so that's really good. So, phonics, let's talk a little bit about what it is. Now, I am the father of a a three-year-old daughter who has, I think, comfortably one of the most annoying educational toys imaginable, which was purchased for her by my mother, who is a teacher. And it is a soundboard uh, with a number of noises, I think designed to move her away from the Sesame Street-style alphabet to perhaps a more sounds-based program. Now, presumably, Mum bought that for my daughter for reasons beyond upsetting the tranquility of my domestic existence. (laughs) (laughs) What is the point of this thing? What is phonics? (laughs) What are we trying to achieve with this? Well, I think there are probably more annoying toys out there. (laughs) But, and I think your mother probably did a really good job at choosing this toy. Phonics is one of the six uh, components of learning to read. And to be a skilled reader, you need all six of them. And oral language is the first one, so I'm sure you talk lots to your three-year-old and improve her oral language. Then it's phonological awareness. Can they hear those sounds of languages distinctly? Phonological awareness, I often describe it as that idea that, you know, when you're hearing somebody speak a different language, you can kind of pick up the rhythm of that language mm-hmm. without knowing where one word starts and ends. Yep. And, of course, we get we improve children's phonological awareness as they go through kindy and school and they can actually distinguish the words from the, the sound. Yep. And then phonics is the really important bit then that we attach those sounds to letters. Because when you think about uh, reading, what you're doing is you're deciphering letters and letter strings from the book or the passage that you're reading, and you're making it back into speech sounds. And so phonics is a really, really important part of learning to read. Because if you don't know that those letters represent a sound, you can't read. And so we call it a foundational skill. And of course, with phonic knowledge, you can lift the meaning off the page so you can build your vocabulary, you can comprehend what you're reading, and you can become more and more fluent because you can automatically read them. Right. With that in mind, what is the phonics screening check? What are we looking for? The phonics screening check we brought in uh, three or four years ago, and um, we brought it in because it's a really important screener. Because if we're saying that phonics is a foundational skill and everything else really builds off, and if you have phonics, you have freed up your brain space uh, to learn lots of other things across the curriculum. So when you think about how are children going with phonics, we used them to be able to know. And so in uh, 2018, we decided to do a trial on how our children are going in phonics. And uh, we implemented the check to 
see could we improve the learning for the children at the level that they're at. So it does exactly what the name says. You know, the phonics screening check screens children for their ability to decode. That means read phonics in mind. So it's a very short check. It takes five to seven minutes. It's done by the child's teacher. And the results are the most important thing because what we want teachers to do is to act on the results that they get from the phonics screening check. We have those, as you said, 20 real words. And, you know, sometimes the children may have just memorized those words. They've heard them before. And that doesn't really check their phonic knowledge if it's just something that they've memorized that word and they just say it. But the pseudo words or the nonsense words, you know, the non-words that we have in the check, the 20 non-words, they really are purely checking their phonics. And if you think about those pseudo words are really a great leveler because you don't have to have a huge vocabulary. You couldn't come from a literacy poor background or you couldn't have be a learner of English. And everybody's on the same playing field because nobody's seen this word before and you're using your skills that you've learned, the decoding skill you've learned to read that word off the page. And so from that, the teacher gets an understanding, gets a small set of uh, data about that specific student. And what are they looking for in those numbers and how are they responding to to what they see? Well, with teaching the Australian curriculum, the students should be able to uh, easily and comfortably read 28 out of 40 of those words. And they possibly no more. And those that are struggling will know less. The first thing that you get is information about the pattern of your class. If you think about it that way, you've got a group of students who are probably fluent decoders, and they're the ones that are going really well. You've got a group of students that are developing decoders, and so they're going at the pace that you've set for them. But you may have one or two that are struggling, and they're the ones we're screening for. We're going to give them extra support if they need it. We want all children to be fluent decoders, obviously, so that's the direction we want to head. So the teachers can have an opportunity to see the pattern of their class, and from that pattern, they can decide where the teaching needs to go. And what are the interventions that you're looking at for those students who aren't quite at that standard that you would hope they would be? So the very first thing we ask teachers to look at is, is their teaching program hitting the mark? And we'd like, you know, them to think about what happens in their daily routine. Should they be doing more of something? Or should they be doing less of something? Or should they change something altogether? We know that phonics is is most effective when you do it frequently and often interleaved with other things, not just once a week or once every couple of days, but every day and maybe even more than once a day. And so we often advise teachers to do more. And we have a kind of a a mantra that is, uh, don't teach until they get it right teach until they can't get it wrong because we're looking for automaticity. We want to really free up brain space for children so that they can learn right across the curriculum. That's an incredibly powerful sentiment, I think, um, <laughs> teach until they can't get it wrong. So what about for those students who, who are in that space where they can't get it wrong, who are um, performing really well? What's the, what are the interventions in terms of stretching them to go even better? What are we looking at there? Yes, some teachers have been very pleasantly surprised to see that their children can do more than the expectation of the Australian curriculum. Because once you get to a certain level of decoding, you're kind of self-teaching. So those children can be stretched with a whole range of new reading. They can be given materials in their what we call the zone of proximal development. So those uh, kind of materials that will stretch them just a little bit more and keep them up with their learning. And we know that the phonics knowledge that you gain helps with your spelling and your writing. So all of those things can help with those children who are already doing well at decoding. Part of your work, uh, of you and your team, has been to um, provide a lot of training to the Year 1 teachers. I think you've got about 1,400 or so who have gone through um, some level of training over the last few years, which is a which is a really good achievement. But for those who are outside of that Year 1 
area. This is obviously still something that's incredibly important for students to learn. What's available to, to teachers in, in other year levels? We have a whole series of best advice papers um, for the big six and phonics being one. There's a whole best advice paper on phonics. Uh, it's also throughout all of our guidebooks, so it doesn't matter whether you're starting at Build Foundations or you're right up there at Stretch, there's going to be something about phonics in the guidebooks. We have a whole series on Plink that's uh, available for um, teachers of all levels and leaders as well to understand how phonics fits. So I would always say to people who are interested in this area, the first thing you should do is the Plink course called Literacy from the Experts and Marianne Wolfe's particular uh, module is fantastic for uh, giving you the idea of the neuroscience behind why we've chosen this direction. We know that the brain has to be rewired to learn to read and Marianne is a very, very good presenter and she lead people through that understanding of why explicit teaching of phonics is so important. That's awesome and I would yeah, strongly I, recommend that for I everyone. Know. I didn't yeah. even uh, mention that, of course, we have two other Plink courses mm -hmm. directly for the phonics screening check yep. as well. And uh, as you already said, for the year one teachers, we have those three differentiated courses. And those courses, although they are funded for year ones, we invite anyone who's interested yeah. to come to those courses and most of the leaders across the state have attended. We've also had uh, um, teachers of reception and year two and a lot of high school literacy leaders who have had children coming through who clearly missed out on yep. the stages of phonics. Yeah, so it can really be picked up and, and is useful at, uh, at any level. The final question is obviously risks uh, moving into slightly culture wars areas because phonics sometimes is something that is used as a as a bat to beat the teaching profession with a little bit on some of the pages of the Australian and uh, and other newspapers. Um, so what are the misconceptions that exist around phonics and the teaching of it? Well, I'd like to say we don't have them anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, honestly, we've moved so far away from those misconceptions here in South Australia and we've got, as you pointed out, a thousand, I think it was a thousand six hundred teachers every year come to the phonics screening check professional learning. And so that information has now disseminated across uh, the state. And we really have addressed all those misconceptions and teachers themselves can see the progress of the children. And so they know that this is, um, it's just a furphy. <laughs> you know, it's just a distractor. Um, listening to anybody learning to read or learning to do anything, first of all, can be can sound laborious, you know, children sounding things out and then blending them together can sound laborious. And during the training, we actually introduce our teachers to that feeling of learning a new code, you know, because the alphabet yep. is a code and you know the code, so you can't unlearn reading once mm -hmm. you know it. Uh, so we put them through a, a whole process of learning dingbats. Okay. You know dingbats? Yeah. yeah. So we, we introduce them to a new code and we get them to learn it. And it's quite funny to listen to them very laboriously going, Sad. Sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sad. Yeah. <laughs> and they feel that challenge that the children feel, but they also feel the satisfaction yeah. of getting it right. And I actually did that myself. And that's, you know, that's the beauty of phonics. The children get very independent very quickly. And so a lot of those uh, old ideas that phonics is slow and laboured, they go out the window once people understand what it's doing for your brain. It's rewiring it and helping you to read better. Yeah, and that reward that comes through for those kids and for the teachers, it's oh, like yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Well, that's fantastic. And thank you so much for your, for your time today. Um, we'll put the link to the resources, including the Phonics Screening Check Explainer documents uh, and those Plink Phonics 
Tech's courses up in the show notes. Thanks to everyone for listening. And thank you, Claire, very much for your time. That was amazing. Thank you. 